0: Learning Objective 7-1 describe the most common risk-return paradigm for managing a retirement portfolio.
1: We are now ready to look at the second of our two chapters on retirement investment strategies, this one dealing with the distribution period.
0: Whereas we started the last chapter with a review of modern portfolio theory and the concept of a risk-return trade-off inherent in that theory, we will start this chapter by looking at a completely different definition of risk and return in relation to a retirement portfolio. Next, we will discuss the most critical issues of managing a retirement portfolio, namely what is an appropriate withdrawal rate, withdrawal strategy, and asset allocation.
1: For investors who have multiple portfolios where each has a different tax treatment, the selection of which portfolio to draw from can have a significant impact on how long all of the portfolios last. This topic is referred to as the harvesting sequence.
0: We'll then turn to issues associated with selling a client on a portfolio asset allocation. The purpose of these stories is to give clients a common-sense feeling about how the portfolio is being managed to assure conservatism and to make the client more willing to do what needs to be done in terms of asset mix.
1: Risk and return take on a completely different meaning when managing a portfolio that is being liquidated due to regular withdrawals. To emphasize this distinction, we'll refer to a portfolio where the primary objective is cash withdrawals to support the investor's lifestyle during retirement as a retirement portfolio. In this case, return refers to the amount of cash that the retiree withdraws from the portfolio each year. Risk refers to the probability that the portfolio will be exhausted before the portfolio's owner dies.
0: The two key terms we use to describe the sequence of withdrawals during retirement are the withdrawal rate and the withdrawal strategy. The withdrawal rate is always defined as the amount of cash withdrawn from the portfolio during or at the end of the first year of retirement as a percentage of the portfolio's value at the start of the retirement period. The withdrawal strategy is the process by which withdrawals will be adjusted once the withdrawal process has started.
1: There are three basic withdrawal strategies. A flat annuity, where all payments are the same as the first one. An inflation-adjusted annuity, where the payments each year are adjusted for the rate of inflation during the prior year. And a performance-based annuity, where payments each year are adjusted for the portfolio's performance.
0: Many combinations of these three basic strategies can be derived, and many would appear to work better for an investor than any one of the basic strategies.
1: Although most research on withdrawal strategies uses annual withdrawals, most investors take monthly withdrawals. Adjustments are normally made on an annual basis. Because most research also assumes withdrawals are made at the end of each year, most discussions at least implicitly assume the investor is already holding the cash for the first year's living expenses outside of the portfolio. Asset
0: allocations with large equity components tend to have a slightly higher risk of failure than portfolios with more moderate equity allocations. However, it is these same portfolios with high equity allocations that tend to have the highest residual value at the end of the projected withdrawal period, if they have not been exhausted prior to that point. The decision to take on the higher equity allocation would clearly be influenced by whether the client is trying to leave a large estate or has beneficiaries to take care of him or her if the portfolio is not successful.
1: Some people attempt to set up capital preservation or purchasing power preservation models. The former attempts to have the value of the estate equal to the nominal value of the portfolio at the time of retirement. The latter attempts to have the value of the estate equal to the real value of the portfolio at the time of retirement. Few practitioners actually advocate these models.
0: The central tasks of the financial planner who is advising a client about a retirement portfolio are, first, to determine the portfolio composition that will provide the best risk return trade-off choices, and second, to help the client choose the withdrawal rate and associated probability of portfolio failure with which the client is most comfortable.
1: There are at least three schools of thought on how much risk exposure is appropriate in a retirement portfolio. The first is that any risk is permissible as long as there is full disclosure. The second is that the maximum probability of portfolio failure should be in the 5 to 25 percent range. The third is that the maximum probability of portfolio failure should be no more than 1 or 2 percent.